Okay, so we've got one last thing to finish before we start the new sugi today, and that is um, how to get rid of the peels in the pits. So basically, until now, we've been discussing the Indian of Mukta Grafsha and Mukta Mahmud Skufa in regards to food items. So yesterday we talked a lot about uh, pits and peels that are totally unedible, not only for a human being, but also to an animal. And you don't have any of these animals around, even if they are edible to an animal. And therefore, they they extend them completely moksha, right? So if they are completely moksha, we're dealing with most of the peels and pits, obviously, apart from the edible ones. So uh, most of them are going to be moksha. Obviously, the ones that are edible, for example, there's always a shiloh with an orange peel. What din does an orange peel have? Because the maisa, people eat orange peel. When they eat orange peel, they coat it in chocolate, and they sell them in stores. Right? They actually sell them. People do eat them. They are edible. When you have a recipe for, for cake, sometimes you'll actually use um, lemon rind, I think it's called, right? Lemon rind. Where you like to take a little bit of the peel or something. It's edible. Peel is edible. I really don't eat it, whatever it is. But the maisa, it is edible. Hard to say that it's completely mukta. But there are certain peels that nobody eats, right? What's that? Nobody takes a banana peel, but it is edible. So, so you can't say it's unedible and unusable. It's usable. No, after you coat it in chocolate, make it sweet, or put some sugar on it, it could be fine. Let's say that, but that's it's edible. That's the only thing. Now, again, I wouldn't apply that to everything, right? But um, let's say a banana peel, right? Nobody, nobody eats a banana peel, right? I monkeys. But say that I don't have any monkeys in the area. Mela, that's why those things are going to be more. So eggshells for sure. And some of the things like that pits. Uh, of avocados, pits of apricots, pits of things that are rock hard, peaches, uh, mango. Okay, mango, by the way, will often not be muktzah. Why not? A pit I'm talking about. Why won't it be muktzah? We said this yesterday. Which means it's got some of the fruit on it, right? So whenever anything's got some of the fruit on I mean, it, okay. By the bones of chicken, the same thing. Every bone is going to be muktzah. Right, again, ah, there are dogs out there that eat these things. First of all, by the way, most animal uh, owners will not allow you to come into the house and give their, you, their dog some of your chicken bones. I checked this out. They will not allow it. What's that? Oh, so if, if it's a type of bone that A, has meat still stuck on it, or it's got, let's say, marrow inside or whatever, then of course that's okay. But in a case where it's a dry piece of bone that has absolutely nothing to it, then obviously that's going to be mokta. Fish bones, for example. Obviously fish bones are going to be mokta, right? Again, providing that there's no flavor or fish on them. If there's a total bone, someone took a, a, piece, of, um, a, a piece of herring and he took out the, uh, the bone, he put it on the side. That, that becomes mokta now. There's nothing to that. Nobody eats that. Right? We give it to animals, nobody eats it. That's 100% mokta. So all of these things are mokta. So the always question that we're left with before we start the next silkia is, so what do I do lemaisa? What do I do with maisa? I have it in my mouth. Am I allowed to take it out of my mouth? It's in my mouth. I just ate a peach and I have the pit in my mouth. Right? It's 100% mukta. There's no fruit attached to it. Right? I've taken everything off. Can I take it out of my mouth or am I handling mukta? Morty. What do you say? Maybe. Doesn't have to be what? Yeah, but it was. It, what do you mean, mukta? Ah, you mean doesn't it have to be already asa? First of all, to machrikus the Gemara, do we say mukta lachat shabbos or not? And we illustrated that by talking about if you take a glass and smash it, which you're not allowed to do, but if you did, so then the, the glass will become mukta, even though when shabbos came in, it was not mukta. So this is the same idea. It becomes mukta when it becomes unedible and unusable. Right? It doesn't make a difference that when Shabbos came in. It's a good question, but it doesn't make a difference that when Shabbos came in, it was usable. Okay, so the mice, I'm not going to take it out of my mouth or not. Daniel, what do you say? It's a question, it's a question of whether you have to keep your mouth the rest of Shabbos. Right. Do I have to keep it in my mouth the rest of Shabbos? Now, obviously, that's not my question, right? The question is, do I have to spit it out over the bin? Or can I actually take it out of my mouth? Only Shabbos, you're allowed to take it out. What's the only Shabbos? What's the only Shabbos? I can spit it into the bin. 
it's yeah. not mukta yet. At what point does it become mukta? Nice lambdas over here. Oh, unbelievable. So there's an interesting Gemara. I'll tell you the Gemara in Shabbos Kufam Gimel. The Gemara in Shabbos Kufam Gimel tells us about Shmuel. Shmuel used to move pits of date with a bread. Rav Sheshes used to um, throw, it, throw it with his tongue. He used to spit it out, right, and put it anywhere, right? By the way, it's the Negev, so the um, Garanim eaters out there. The Garanim eaters out there. Obviously, after checking it for bugs. So the question is whether or not I can, you know, go and put it, you know, put it down. How does it work, right? Negev for the Shamsacha. It's going to be very Negev. Oh, no, we shouldn't really serve animal food in a Shamsacha. It's not nice. They're not covered. What? Ah, there's always salt. Very good, Yitzi. Excellent. Ah, there's always salt. Mamela, it's always edible. Okay, that can be true. But you can get the unsalted ones. Right? There's salt over here, no? They do? You buy the unsalted ones? No. So what's the point? Okay. So anyway, <clears throat> so we see that the Maisa comes out from the Gemara, that at least for Kundur of Sheshes, that he wouldn't take it with his hand. He would throw it with his tongue. Right? That's what it is. What's the reason? What's the reason? The reason is because like this. That because um, the Shaila is like this. Just because we said, if you remember, if you take Mutsa in your hand, let's say a Klishim Lakta de Issa, right? You take a Klishim Lakta de Issa, a wallet on your bed, right? You get, there's, no, there's, no, there's no money inside it. It's a Klishim Lakta de Issa, you pick it up, and you have to move it wherever you want. We said yes, right? You could pretty much move it wherever you want. So why can't I say the same thing in my mouth? If I have Mutsa in my mouth, which I put in Leheta, it was allowed because it was a Mutsa completely when it went in because I had fruit on it, and therefore I want to take it out, it's almost a continuation. Right, so that's really the svarah to be makel and say, should we allow to take it out of my hand? What's that? No, and the hanami, straight to the garbage can, stop messing around with it on the table, take it out, move it straight to the garbage can, 100%. But that's my head to put it out, to take it out of my mouth, because I put it in the heta, just like picking it up in the heta. That's the same shot. However, many of the Rishonim hold not that way. There's a rosh in Beitzah, Simon Tezvov, and the Shulchan Aruch the Halikah Balatanya, Paskins this way, in Simon Shinches, Siv Samach Zayin, the Balatanya writes, and we Paskin like this rosh, which means that you should not be taking out the pit of, of whatever it is that's 100% mukta or a bone that's non-edible anymore, or anything similar to that, with your mouth. You should throw it out, you know, spit it out onto the garbage can, or somewhere similar to that, but to take it out with your hands, that's going to be the problem. Problem over here, and it's not only the Rosh, and it's not only the Balatanya. The Meisim Moshe Paskins this way, Rishlam Zalman Paskins this way, the Chazanish Paskins this way, the Yerachashulchan says this clearly as well in some Kusikot Nunalav, and therefore that's why Lalocha the Meisa, a person should be very, very careful. However, I will tell you, uh, Rav Yashif, you know, said that if it has a little bit of time in it, then it's not Moksha, which means if a bone has a bit of taste in it, or some bone of um, or a pit of some fruit still has a little bit of fruit in it, then I could take it out. That's not a problem. But if it's got nothing, nothing, nothing. According to most Kedoli Rishonim, you should spit out directly into the garbage can, with the exception of if you're in front of other people. The Gemara in Chagiga famously says that a person will have to give Din V'Cheshven on making someone else disgusted by something that he does. So you said Godel, by the way, 
in many things in life. But the Gemara says that you're going to have to give din b'cheshbun on something that you make someone else disgusted by your actions. And therefore, if you're in front of the oil, you're going to start spitting out things straight from your mouth onto the table or onto the plate or into the cup or into the bin. And people are being like, that's disgusting. So then, absolutely not. And because of that, you could definitely be makel in that case. Now, there's another reason that we have to get to the next sugar today, because it's almost like a continuation, but it's a brand new sugar. Okay? So let's start it today. We're not going to finish it today. It's a huge sugya, but it's a very, very important sugya because it's one of the big head tamer for Mukta that we have not really mentioned up until now. And that is the sugya of Graf Shel Re'eh. That's the Shaila. What is a Graf Shel Re'eh? When does it apply? It's very, very negate to what, almost what we just mentioned now. When you have garinim, when you have bones, when you have pits, when you have seeds. It's negate, for example, um, changing babies' diapers. Very negate. Not yet, but eventually. 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 Baby wipes. No, there's a moksa to begin with. There's no shayla bachal. There wasn't even a shayla bachal. Do we have to put baby wipes into every single shay? Like somehow to slip it in somewhere over there. Just to make sure someone didn't hear any other shay that if he just like switches on today, he knows the halacha. Okay, I hear Aaron Shkoyer. Thank you very much for that one. Tums? You can eat Tums on Wednesday. It's not a problem. Oh, on Shabbos. That's the Xavier if you have it on Tums on Shabbos. Now on Wednesday, you might have it on Shabbos. Naftali Maskim, where does that come from? Simon? What is it? Shem Chavches. Okay, let's move on. So the Sugya of Graf Shel Rehain. Hi, the Sugya of Graf Shel Rehain. We don't even have to advertise the yeshiva. We just have the bochum walking around, knowing, ah, it's just moedik. Ah, to advertise the yeshiva. Just, just, just look at the boys. We should take the camera and just like swing it around. Let everybody see. All right. <laughs> All right. So like this. Grav Sharei. Where does it come from? Let's talk about Grav Sharei. It's a very, very, very important heta that we have to discuss. Okay? So it goes like this. Um, the Makar is a Gemara in Beit Salam Advov, Okay? The Gemara in Beit Salam Advov tells us that you're allowed to move a Grav Sharei and put it into the bin on Shabbos Kodesh. Right? Now, it's not only a Gemara in Beit Salam Advov, the Gemara in Shabbos Memzayin Omad Aleph also talks about a shovel with ashes inside it. The Gemara in Shabbos Kuf Chav Aleph Omad Base talks about covering the Tzaya with a kli. The Gemara in Shabbos Kuf Chav Dalad Omad Aleph also talks about moving um, all sorts of uh, interesting things over there. The Gemara in Shabbos Kuf Mem Gimel Omad Aleph, the Gemara in Beit Salam Chav Aleph, the Gemara in Beit Salam Omad Bav Omad Base. Many, many Marmachomists that we find all over Shas that tell us the same Yisoyed, and that is, in a simple way of putting it, if something is disgusting, you're allowed to move it. Now, we're going to have to understand what that means. We're going to have to like, go through the rules. What does it mean? A, what is the, why do you define disgusting? And number two, where does it have to be in order to be allowed to move it? Right? That's going to be one of the main heterim that we're going to discuss when it comes to moving. Let's say cleaning up after a meal. How are you allowed to take your you know, plate that looks a little bit more like a graveyard than a plate into the kitchen after eating it? That's muktzah. How are you moving that? Naftali, what are you going to say about that? How are you going to move that on Shabbos? Your wife's going to ask you the kasha. You're going to say, what do you mean? Graf show, eh? She'll be like, ah, I know what yeshiva you went to. No. Okay, so, you understand? Okay, that's the shaila. Okay, so, the question is, what is included in the heta? We have a few minutes left. What is included in the heta of Graf Shel Rehei? What's that? If you need the table? You mean to say that if it was a klisha, malachta le'isa, and it's so gufa makoimai, then I'm allowed to do it for the table. But if it's a bone, which is a mukta makmas gufa, and there's no hetav, so gufa makoimai, then I've got a problem. 
That's what you meant to say, right? Okay, fine. So basically, the question is, what exactly is included in the heta? Okay, you see with us, Kavaldik. What is included in the heta? Comes along the taz, sikot and gimel, and the taz learns like this: only if it's mius mamish lashonat taz, mius completely disgusting. If it is completely disgusting. Then it is included in the heta, right? Not only the Taz Pasuk is this way, the Yorach HaSholchan Pasuk, uh, the Sheva Tekasi, the Belzadayin, has a tshuva, a gavaldiga tshuva, in his beautiful tshuva, Sheva Tekasi, Cheridala Sebekuftalit, Revavadja, Shmir Shabbos, Dayan Fisher, all held that way. It has to be completely disgusting. I'll give you some examples. However, came along with Shlomo Zalman, the tremendous cooler. And Shlomo Zalman said it doesn't have to be completely disgusting. It has to be Beloshan Apoiskim Ini Imus. What does Ini Imus mean? Oh, very nice. Unpleasant. Not gishmak. Doesn't make them completely disgusting. Has to be not gishmak. If Shlomo Zalman passed in this way, Rav Moshe passed in this way, and Rav Nisim Karelet passed in this way, Aloha Lemaisa. Right? One of the riots that they bring, right, is from a Gemara in Shabbos, and the Gemara in Beta that doesn't talk about completely disgusting things, it's talking about things that are not gishmak, that is so suda. All right, Masela. But Al Kaponi, according to that, if something is not gishmak, then it will be included in Grav She'e, and therefore there'll be no, there'll be no, there'll be no problem with Muktzah. There's no Xerah Muktzah anymore, which we'll get to if that's 100% true. Let me give you some examples. Um, let me give you an example. It's, uh, some posts can hold, if you have a mouse, or you have a rat, even if it's alive, that it's called Grav She'e, and you could pick it up and move it. Even though animals, obviously is Muktzah, but when it comes to that, that's going to be included. Uh, cockroaches, a macaque, that's also included. All these spiders and all these things that people, you know, don't like, whatever it is, whether frightened or not is irrelevant, but it's disgusting. It's not nice to have in your dining room, whatever it is. And therefore, that will be a graph show. Many posts can hold that cobwebs also included in a graph show. Peels and bones belonging to somebody else, obviously, is considered a graph show, right? It's disgusting. Right? Somebody else's peels and bones and that they take out of their mouth. That's obviously disgusting. Some of the posts can, the David brings this down, that lice is included in graph show. So that's one of their attempts to remove lice without obviously the problem of gozes, which you have to be careful when is you remove it. No, it's not a very good question. Is that boyo? Beautiful. So if Shlomo Zaman answered the question, he said it's not boyo because nobody calls it boyo. Very interesting story that we're not going to go into at a moment of time, but it's not boyo, but it could be gozes if you take out the hair, where they obviously got to be very, very careful. Um, some boys can even want to say that dandruff. Dandruff is included in Graf Shara 8. Now, is it completely motto? We have to end with this because there's a lot to understand with this halacha. Is there no mukta? You know, let's, let's do it. Is it Hutra or Tchuya? What's the difference? What's the matter? What's the difference? Hutra or Tchuya? Oh, meaning, we're, we're define Hutra. Explain to the oil what Hutra is. Totally Mutta. Hutra means there's no Isra of Mutta. Nothing. Don't forget Mutta. Do whatever you want. Tchuya means what? Meaning, meaning it's, it's pushed. It's kind of pushed away. It's pushed away. We don't have the Yisur Mubukta, but really there is Mubukta. That's enough to mean. Like, like Naftali, the Gabi, Cholish Yesh Pesachana. Do we say that it's Hutra or Tchuya? Okay. So most Poiskim hold, the Levush says this very, very clearly, the Balatanya and Shulchan Acharav, the Teladovid, and the Mishabur and Sikot and Kuftes Vav and Shin says clearly that you're allowed to move it by a dime. That means if you have a Graf Shore, and you want to get rid of it, 
pick it up with your hands. You don't need a shinoi, you don't need tiltum in atzad, you don't need tiltum bagufai, and therefore there's absolutely no problem whatsoever to move it with your hands. Rabbi Moshe has a tshuva where he writes down, it's not a het it's trying to chazal allow the person, the covered Shabbos, for a person to be makel in such a case. They ask the Mr. Kavelet, Zatzal the Shaila, what happens if it's for me disgusting, but for you it's not disgusting, and you don't want it here, can I move it away? You're asking me to move it. For me, it's disgusting. For you, it's not disgusting. Can I move it? For you, it's not disgusting. But for me, it is. Am I out? Why? Amir al Yisrael. I don't know if I come to Amir al Yisrael. My said Squaf Sharei. For someone, it's disgusting. So there should be mutter in that case. What about asking a goy? If I could get a goy, do I have to, do I have to ask, I have a goy in the house? Can I ask the goy to move it? Is it better to ask a goy to move it? Or should I just do it myself? So if you're allowed to know, so the Rosh says a very interesting thing, which Agav the Minchas Yitzchok and Rav Moshe Paskin like, and that is if you can get a goy to move it, then Avada you should. Shlomo Zalman and Rav Shishiv of Shimon used to Paskin not that way. There's an absolutely no reason whatsoever. It's if it's Mutajed, then it's Mutter in Gansen, and I don't have to ask a goy. So Paskin the Shiva Ah Zatzal. Now. Um, Okay, Rabbi said we've got a few more lockers to do. Let me just mention a couple of things that we have to get to on Sunday. Number one, are you allowed to move Mukta for the sake of Grav Shere, Mori? Yeah. I'll give you the example. Okay? I'll give you the example. It's Shabbos Sudu in Yeshiva. Kinai Nahor of There's the places full of, of old Gavalda Gazachan. At the end of the Suda. So I have to pick up the table cloth and get rid of it. So what's an easier way? I take the garbage bin and I move it to the table, to the edge of the table, and then I just put it in. Am I allowed to do that? The, the table is Graf Shavay, it's disgusting. The bin, am I allowed to move the bin for Graf Shavay? Am I allowed to do Graf Shavay? Who's allowed to use the bin? Mordechai, the kasha? No? You have to think about that before Sunday. And the last question is, where does the Graf Shavay have to be? Does it have to be in a specific place? Does it have to be bothering my oinik Shabbos? Or can it be anywhere? Once it's motor, it's motor. Again, we're both on Sunday, Be'ez Hashem. We'll have to discuss all of those details. Have a wonderful and beautiful day.